The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Say, friend. Hey, mate. Sup, guy? You there. I'm talking to you. Are you looking for a way to have fun that's safe and socially responsible? Of course you are! Just because we're all shut in to avoid spreading a deadly pandemic doesn't mean we can't have a good time doing it! Why not spend an evening with Chicago's most trusted best liqueur, Jepson's Malort? Its unusual full-bodied flavor is a taste savored by two-fisted drinkers. So, if you think your two fists are strong enough, why not grab a shot of the only booze ballsy enough to let me rip on it and powerful enough to keep even the most maskless troublemaker a good six feet away? So, if the lockdown's got you down, why not have a shot of Malort? If you're going insane, self-isolation is lame. Just do a shot of Malort. Malort, aiding in social distancing since the 1930s and proud sponsor of Chad the Podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. What's up, hunky boys? First things first, my name is Chad, and I'm a bird, and you're listening to my podcast. That about catches you up to what's happening. Second thing first, I have a brand new show coming out. What? And only you can help me make it happen. Because, like, no one has money, I get it. But some people have a little bit of money. And if you got, like, a little bit of money, you can chip in once a month. We can make this show happen once a month. And if you got a little bit more money, and you get friends that also have a little bit more money, then suddenly you're chipping in a lot of money. We can start doing it all weekly. The show is called Chad the Bird. Boom. Kel Supreze. Um, It's going to be a 20-minute variety grab bag comedy show delivered directly to your desktop via the streaming service that we're currently trying to figure out and it's gonna have like a 90s liquid television mtv saturday morning vibe and so we're airing it saturday mornings so like once a month saturday morning 10 a.m you can have your cereal and whiskey or whatever the fuck you're doing in the lockdown and you watch me and a bunch of crazies do some cool comedy shit Right on your desktop for 20 minutes, a la Pee-wee's Playhouse or Beekman's World, if you remember that gem. Anyway, my Patreon is live. The link is below. Click on it. Chip some money this way. Toss some coin to your Witcher and prepare yourself for the next best thing. But in the meantime, oh, and don't worry, the podcast will still be going. It's a companion piece. You see, now they now they get to work like buddies. Speaking of buddies, oh, buddy. This week, we went to the movies. And whenever we go to the movies, you know, we bring with us the great Jennifer Betancourt, who's been on so many journeys with me through cinematic masterclass pieces like um, Star Wars Christmas Special, Young Einstein, of course, the classic, The Velocipaster, which was my favorite film of 2019. So here we are, one year into the lockdown, which is bizarre because that is the first episode of the lockdown was Jennifer Betancourt and I watching The Velocipaster. And here we are one year later, and I have found my new favorite film of 2020, Psycho Goreman from Stephen Kostansky. Steve Kostansky, please come on the podcast. Which is available on Amazon Prime. We got together to watch this masterpiece. Did a double feature because we watched both 
the first film that I saw from Stephen Kostansky, Manborg, which is also on Amazon Prime, which is also fucking gem beautiful. So we watched Manborg, and then we watched The Pièce de Résistance, Psycho Gorman. So before you listen to this podcast, go on Amazon Prime, watch Manborg, watch Psycho Gorman, because I'm going to spoil the fuck out of it. And I don't want to hurt your experience, because it is the best movie of 2020. Manborg was not 2020, but it counted, because we did a double feature, so there it is. Anyway, Mr. Kostansky, please come on, Chad, the podcast. While you wait, people, here's Jennifer Bettencourt and I talking about Psycho Gorman, Already in progress. I can't promise that you like me, cause you could go downhill. I can't promise that you love me, but you probably will. Yeah, you know what? There's no need to spill tea. We've spilled enough tea. Facebook is literally soaking in tea. I know. And I can't wait. And I have to avoid all the tea until I get to watch Drag Race UK final after this. Yeah, I got up this morning at 3 a.m. so I could watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I knew someone would fuck that for me. Yep. BT dubs, it's awesome. Did you watch Justice League? That's a long answer. Okay. It seems like a yes. Short answer, no. Okay. Long answer, I don't wanna! I am sick and tired of Zack Snyder just getting in my fucking face with everything. Call the Marvel does it right because they're like, hey, you want you want some Marvel? And we're like, I could go for some Marvel. Like, okay, here you go, here's a little bit. And then they're like, hey, next week we're gonna give you a little bit more. And you're like, okay, I'll take a little bit more. And then after like 22 years of movies, you're like, I can't wait for the nine series to come out so I never have to do anything again. Meanwhile, yeah. DC's like, you like Batman? Huh? Huh? You fucking like Batman? There you fucking Batman. There's fucking Superman right in your face. High octane. You like Wonder Woman? I'm fucking <laughs> jam that in your fucking face. And you're like, whoa. You know, I just don't yeah. want to play with you anymore. I was just asking. I haven't either. <laughs> now, you and I have been on many filmic voyages before on this podcast. Sure. We have gone through the Star Wars Christmas special at least yeah. seven times. We mm. braved Young it's Einstein. We braved. Oh yeah, Young Einstein. Aww. Oh yeah, it was it was cute, right? And then was we that watched... our first in quarantine like viewing. No, together? this is what I was getting to, and it's gonna blow your mind. And get ready, hold on tight. The yeah. first in quarantine movie that we watched on this podcast was March thirteenth, and it was the Velocipaster. One okay. year ago, you were on the podcast and we talked about the Velocipaster and what happened there. Oh, I'll tell you what happened there. We shot we shot a fucking flare into the sky and it was answered by Brendan Steer and Greg Cohen, Alyssa yeah. Kavinsky, in one of the greatest moments in my existence. I don't know about yours. I'm still, I when I was describing uh, this show and you, my friend Chad the Bird, to my new co-workers, <laughs> what <laughs> and i was like oh they're not ready for me to tell them because i introduced velocipaster and i was like oh they're not ready for me to tell them how excited we were when the filmmaker responded and brought with him the leads yeah and we almost died seven times in the interview yeah and then afterwards when like 
they got off and like went about their lives as chill people. And we just texted each other. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like we were in middle school and Brian M just looked our way. <laughs> Brian M. You wish. I do wish. <laughs> well, the goal here tonight yes. is to talk about another film that has made it into my pantheon of greatest movies ever made. Mm-hmm. With the hopes that hit the director of that film catches a whiff of our love and decides, hey man, we should we should all hang out in the you lockdown. So Steven Kostansky, you're on blast. Show yourself. At him, bro. Because well, obviously. Because <laughs> we are reviewing Psycho Goreman. Do you 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 do. So far, the finest film of 2021. Prove me wrong, kids. Can't. But what is a psycho gourmet? Uh, my answer would be it's a it's a made up word for a horrible creature from the stars <laughs> who knows nothing but hate and blood. <laughs> First of all, we should preface it's spelled psycho gore. Oh. G-O-R-E-M-A-N. Psycho yeah. gourmet. Like he's he's like your neighbor and you're just telling the cops his name. Oh, yeah. that's Phil Gorman and Psycho Gorman and Denise Gorman. Of the West Hampton Gormans. Of the West Hampton Gormans. Um, that's, I feel like that's ad- it's an adequate description. It's a dumb name made by a child for a yeah. planet-eating monster. Yeah, and it flows real good. I mean, it's not inaccurate, so. The scene where they were coming up with that name it hit me halfway through what they were doing. I was like, oh, fuck. That's why this movie is called yep. Psycho Gorman. God yep. damn it. Yep. <laughs> so just so you know, listening forward, people, that's this is your final warning. This is a spoiler as fuck episode. So if you want to listen to our reaction, go see the movie first. You can get it on Amazon Prime or Shudder. And then come oh. back. We'll pick up where we left off. Yeah. We'll wait. Jen's got some wine. I just yeah. did a shot, so I think I might, I think I might fall asleep for a minute, take a nap. No, that's there's there's a real soothing that's coming from this rosé. <laughs> Psycho Gorman is a is a creature from outer space that kills galaxies. What I love about yeah. trying to to recap the plot of this movie, if you go to its Wikipedia page, it is cited for quote. This article's plot summary may be too long or excessively detailed. There's got, no other way. There's no other way. You can't just explain the movie without yeah. just saying what happens. Yeah. Because it's the act of just going, where the fuck is this going? And then it just gets bigger and weirder and bigger and weirder. And then it gets farty and strange. And then it gets a little touching. But what I loved about that is that the touching stuff, because I was like, oh, is this movie going to have heart? Fuck you. <laughs> is like just a it's just like a diversion for the next yeah, gag coming it's a brief like look out of the window of the greyhound bus you're on <laughs> the reviews are pretty positive about it though i've been reading up on them it's got a 90 percent on rotten tomatoes sure uh it's got an aggregate rating of 7.1 out of 10 so that's fucking beautiful yeah um one of my favorite reviews is this one and it, it's from um variety and it said it's no planet terror which it wasn't trying to be the part of its appeal is just how damn cheap it is it's fun to see a filmmaker build an fx fantasy out of scraps from the ground up i was like amen yeah 
Cause like, it was like going into, it was like going, like playing some LARP with a bunch of kids that you're just like, Oh fuck, I don't want to be on a LARP team. And then you look around, you're like, this is a very detailed set. Yeah. You guys really did your homework. All right. I'm feeling the world a little bit now. Yeah. There was definitely, I mean, it's interesting cause there was definitely money in it. A lot of, Oh yeah. A lot of the effects and makeup are very good. And practical. Yeah. I think that's what makes it so endearing is the fact that it's, it looks like a labor of love. Demon falls from space. Yeah. But we don't know that. Begins with the kids. Right. There's two children who are playing. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm, I was remembering. I was like, what do we meet them doing? They're playing their made up game. Crazy ball. Crazy ball. Yeah. This is all coming back to me now. <laughs> Because uh, it's very unimportant, I feel like, by and large. Um, I mean, the game is important, but like how we find Mr. Gorman. <laughs> of the West Hampton Gormans. Right. They're playing, they're playing crazy ball. And there's like construction happening in their backyard. And something, some sort of like magical. She forces him to dig the hole, I remember, because the, oh. he lost crazy ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And she forces him to dig his own grave. <laughs> okay, yep. <laughs> Which it's I thought all... was amazing. See, and that's funny. That that part is funny, though. It's not without <laughs> marriage. It's so good. Um, that's what happens when you lose Crazy Ball. You're forced to dig your own grave. It's a very serious game. True. Um, and then they discovered this. Uh, I thought of it as like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer-esque. Oh, yeah. Villain. That yeah, that's a straight up Hellmouth, you know, lock or something like that. Yeah. I was expecting them to take it and it was like Anthony Head was going to be at the library and be like, oh, what did you find this? And then we're going to spend 20 minutes listening to him explain it. We're like, go, no, go on. Don't stop. Well, small side note. Do you ever notice how Giles just plays bad guys now? Yeah, it's not cool with me. It makes me very sad, but yeah. you know, that's... I'm that's sure Anthony fun. Head's a, pers a particularly lovely person. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, you know what I'm fucking sick and tired of? You know what? Who's taking up the mantle? Paul Bettany. I can move. I can move on and now do villains because I'm an older British gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a minute. And just think about it. Let's have an Anthony head break. And when Anthony head as Giles. I, I watched him in something recently where I was like, "Bad guy again." Working for you though. Working for it. Anyway, Anthony Head is not in Psycho Gorman. Nope, not even a little bit. That was just... That was <laughs> uh, they find the Giles contraption in the dirt. Yep. After losing a game of Crazy Ball. <laughs> and then she decides to open it. She pushes her brother aside and is like, let me open it, stupid. <laughs> and legitimately, I actually respect the heck out of a movie for doing this because... This would never be my luck, but you know it would be this character's. It's just like boop, beep, beep, boop, beep, 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 bop. And that was the magical combination. For yeah, it. she basically simons it and it opens. Uh -huh. And um, they find a, it's like a gem in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the very center of it is like the gem. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember how, was he frozen like underneath it? Or no, it was. She gets Wasn't he in a cube? Don't those guys do the cube thing a lot? They like put you in a little yeah. cube and then smash you down. 
Yeah. We'll get to that. Don't worry, people listening, going, the fuck? I've already checked out. It's like, don't know. You you haven't yet. Hold on. You haven't checked out yet. Um, <laughs> and why would you? This movie begins with two children well, playing a dumbass well, game of fucking... Gym, and then all of a sudden, a horrible monster appears Boom. who is bent on killing them, but cannot because as you realize, done, 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 the gem that she discovered controls him. Perfect, because I love that like you meet him and like Kostansky doesn't shy away from him being like a horrifying nightmare monster. He says awful, he's like, I am going to rip you out and make you suffer for 10,000 years in eternal pain. (laughs) And like these kids' faces and it's fucking brutal. Yeah, they're like, you're a big fat duty head. (laughs) They give him the name Psycho Goreman. Correct. He calls himself the Archduke of Nightmares. He calls himself a lot of things. I don't remember all of his titles, but. He was supposed to destroy the galaxy. I have it here. Alien warrior imprisoned on earth after attempting to destroy the galaxy in a rampage. And his name is the Archduke of Earth. And then he does, he has a bunch of names that we can't pronounce because we're not mm-hmm. aliens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they decide really they're going to call him Psycho Goreman. That's when I fell in love with this movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, go on, you fucking goonies. It's like Monster Squad. I really liked it. I mean, I don't know at what moment I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fully in. Because you kind of see what it is, but you're but you do love it. I didn't expect his backstory to be quite so complicated. Right? It was like he was working on like a chain gang on the railroads in space. By like space robot uh angel. The 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 Templars, which I'm sure is uh, not an accident. It's not an accident, no. <laughs> um, and they imprison him, and he's all pissed off about it. And doesn't he like make a he makes stages a prison break with his his buds, the Paladins of Obsidian? Yeah, that's oh, yeah, true. so that's metal. And they destroy the galaxy, or he tries to destroy the galaxy, and then the Templars and the the Alliance, that that group of like eighties um Halloween masks. Yeah. I'll decide, like, yeah, we got to put him in the thing. I was about to say, no, what is it? Is one of them, because I know the friend, we haven't even talked about Alistair, which is, <laughs> no, that's the moment I fell in love with this movie. I do know Alistair. But isn't there also some sort of flying spaghetti in the 80s monsters? What, like, at the, so yeah, because he, like, has a dream. No, he's explaining to the kids at the diner. I remember that when he's like, I'll tell you about one of my greatest conquests. And it, it does a flashback to him in space on like a scooter shooting a giant like um, fish mouth spaghetti monster in space. And then she cuts him off and you yeah. never get to hear that story. Yeah, Fucking that's great. badass. I just dream Since about you it. brought it up, I feel it very necessary to talk about my favorite part of this movie, which is Alistair. <laughs> Who is like the kid next door that is the best friend of the brother that the little, the obnoxious little girl is clearly in love with him though. Like she yeah. is all about him. And in classic, this was also, I felt like really true to form of a little girl who is like a boss ass bitch. And this boy is not responding to her feelings that she feels she's making clear in the way that she wants to. So she hits him a lot. <laughs> that's, that's just vintage human right there. Yeah. Classic. And then, and then she yeah. like, cause he's arguably the most um like relatable guy in the whole movie. Cause you're kind of like, yeah, Alistair, same. 
like all of his reactions are like same because <laughs> it's mostly just him being like hey okay i'm gonna go now and then why she turns him into a brain because he doesn't want to play with her right he she okay so moving forward yeah. she asks psycho gorman because she's getting used to using her powers and now she's like commanding mm. him to do crazy shit she tells psycho gorman to make him more like a play friend and so <laughs> she turns he turns alistair into this spongy brain monster i with tentacle legs that no one acknowledges ever again including his parents i mean they acknowledge him but no one acknowledges that he is a brain <laughs> Yeah, like, right? The parents, like, they come outside. They're like, what the fuck is that? She's like, that's my friend Alistair. And they're like, oh. Oh. <laughs> and then he's like, guess I'll go home now. But he becomes part of the gang, the band. Yeah, of right? course. Well, he he's still the a drum, So he plays the, the um, keyboards. <laughs> oh, we're not jumping ahead. That's the next scene. They just are in a band mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And Psycho Gorman's on the drums. And 80s farty plastic brain creature is on the keyboards is and they just that's the jump cut and then it's just like hang on you thought you knew where this is going strap yeah. in it's they they form a band it's a long montage it's just yeah like, well they do the whole song i also figured out the character that i was talking about it wasn't he wasn't noodles it's tube man <laughs> and he's like a horrible brain fused onto a skeleton with tubes going in the nose yeah he's like a little skeleton in a jar yeah, his, his, who do you think would win in a fight? Skeleton tube man or brain boy? Brain boy, Alistair. Yeah, you figure Alistair would? Scrappy. He is scrappy. He's so. Do you have a crush on Alistair? Yes. All right, Mostly Alistair. After, after the brain transformation and okay. if we were age appropriate. Don't. Oh, obviously nobody's, nobody's saying now, that'd be weird. But maybe like late, maybe okay, age Alistair up about a few years. Yeah, you, you talk about a brain that's been to college. <laughs> Suddenly the lines get a little gray. But like Skeleton Tube Man seems protected. He's got a buddy he who's was, always yeah. there for him that covers exactly. his eyes when things get too gross. That's what I was going to say. I was like, because he seems like the delicate one on the Gygax Council, which is also something I just remembered. Gygax is the home planet. Gygax is Psycho Gorman's home planet. Yes, correct. The Alliance is the Planetary Alliance. I'm saying this like I didn't just look it up while I was talking to you. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like we're just, I mean, I, at least I'm winging it out here, so. That's true. I'm just trying to keep us on track because you could get lost talking about every single detail about this movie. Because it's like, it's it's like the story just keeps going from there and it's every bit as, it's like an 80s canon film plot but with like better money somehow it and yet like, it felt like a film and its sequel in one right right yeah. it had that marvel atmosphere to it where it was like this is like the end game of this universe that has been set up through seven movies that you haven't seen yeah um which you got to give him points for because that's hard to introduce that much world building into a movie and still have us go i remember all of this and i also want to know what happens yeah i did i was very curious about how it was going to come to a head the ending's great i i have no problem saying yeah. that like the spoiler free and the spoilery ending because that was something i was nervous about towards the middle of the movie when i looked down i was like oh god there's another 45 minutes of this are we going to make it are we going to stick the landing because he did get like 
strangely emotional and like connected and serious, which I fucking hated. And then I realized that they were just fucking with me. Because it's stupid. And that's, I feel like my warning to people when you see this movie is just know they're fucking with you the whole time. Um, At one point, Psycho Gorman turns a cop into a a mutant. (laughs) I did forget about that, though how I don't know. The kids get attacked by some cops, right? Uh, they're like the kids, like for some reason, I don't remember why the cops show up. I'm trying to remember why, because from from after the music montage, I'm not going to lie to you. There's like bits that I know happen. Like we see flashes of the council being like, he's been released. <laughs> we must stop him. And then one of the like, not Knights Templar uh goes to like is like i will solve this right Uh, it's like you got high and didn't know you got high like 30 minutes into the movie you're like wait am i fucked up yeah i mean i'm all right with it i just didn't know i was fucked up yeah because then also you meet his old gang the paladins of obsidian yeah who you're who he's like wonderful we can resume our work and they're like actually we're more of a co-op now Um, (laughs) you prefer to share power yeah and then it gets political and they're great though i actually those were my favorite characters i liked baby witch face lady (laughs) yeah she fucking scary as fuck they they go around the room and it's like goo monster like thing you've seen in like you know a 80s horror movie whatever then it's just like terrifying witch baby monster and you're like fuck that was straight out of a Japanese horror film. And yep. I watched enough of those to be like, no, 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 that's real scary. Yeah, that's actual scary. Get out of here. Everybody else is having fun. Go away. Yeah. You've got curses. Yeah. And I know that Goo Cop is present by that point. Right. Yeah. Because then the cops show, oh, because they see him like fucking around. They're like, hey, who is your deal? And he turns right. one of them. He like melts him. Uh, yeah. He turns him into a goo buddy. And then, then Goo Dude's just running around helping him out, but he can't do anything because he doesn't have a fucking yeah. face. Yeah, Help, helping them out slash trying to die. I <laughs> he assume. just keeps trying to kill <laughs> That's like a running theme with Costanzi because yes. he made a movie called Manborg, which you should also absolutely see. That one's free on Amazon Prime. No. That's a hot hour of your life. You're going to never want to end. And will set you up for the humor of Psycho Gorman, I think, very well. I think if you watched, um, oh, if you watched Blade Runner and hated it, watch uh, Man Boy. <laughs> You'll like it better. That's almost the best review of any movie. <laughs> if you watched Blade Runner and hated it, you'll love this movie. <laughs> um, so Man Boy, there's a character, there's a, um, again, these are spoilers across the board, people. You can't get mad at me. There's a, like, hidden after credits, Marvel-style thing. It's a trailer. It's a trailer for another movie. <laughs> That just turns out to be a short film because it goes on for like 10 minutes. And the yeah. movie's called Biocop. And it's about it's about a cop who gets like drowns in some toxic waste. Yeah. And, he, and he comes out, but he, he isn't dead, but he just keeps begging people to kill him. But it's like your classic, like uh, a lethal weapon scenario where they're like, you're out of control, Biocop. <laughs> like, kill me. <laughs> And also looked it up, same guy who was uh, Biocop. That's amazing. And he's back as the cop in this one. Well, yeah. The director likes certain actors because from Manborg to Psycho Gorman, there's there's a couple that are 
um, familiar faces. There's a lot of crossover. It's almost like not the same verse. It's kind of like the Twilight Zone, same crew, kind of like every time Tarantino makes a movie. Um, but the guy who played Biocop in the trailer's secret film in Manborg plays the guy who gets turned into a goo cop buddy in uh, Psycho Gorman. And that to me was like someone, it's like someone checking off all the boxes. As this movie went, I was like, oh fuck, you even got there too. Well done, man. You got my Christmas list. I feel like he's trying to build an empire. Like it's very <laughs> smart because he's trying to build an empire of these like horrible homages to like, 80s movies and include his own characters within his own universe which is great that's how you get that's how you get fans so it's i mean that's like the kind of pastiche i dig yeah because that you're you're acknowledging the style but telling mm -hmm. like a decent story within it but then not taking it seriously so we can just enjoy it but you're not trying too hard because a lot of movies try really hard to make it like super kitschy this is someone knowing what they're doing it's got like a trauma kind of vibe. Did you ever get into the trauma movies? No. We should do a whole episode on trauma movies. I thought you just had said trauma weird. <laughs> so Lloyd Kaufman from out of New York had this like, um, like gore horror B movie studio called Trauma. Mm -hmm. And uh, they made the Toxic Avenger and Class of Newcomb High, Sergeant Kabuki Man. And it was like they all would mix up, you know, like um, yeah. sometimes you go on Hulu and just like play the telephone book game. Yes. Or, you, yeah. know, you, know, you know what I mean? I like, again, is that not all any of us are doing at this point? <laughs> quarantine? That are Those of us that are still quarantined. Except for you lucky, lucky few who have received your vaccines. You Avengers, X-Men running around out there just saving the world. Just don't forget about us. Something that came that occurred to me just now was like, like one of those movies, but with someone who actually believed in themselves. <laughs> and you're talking, of course, about Psycho Gorman, who is the yes. hero of this film. Yes. Yeah. And I love that they don't let you forget that. Like, you think it's going to be about these kids finding themselves or something. They're like, no, it's about, so this is Psycho Gorman's story. I mean, if we're going to jump ahead a little, which I think is probably best at this point. Oh, yeah, because you don't need to know why all this shit is happening. You just need to know that it is happening. And we've given you enough information to, like, <laughs> just assume what we all assume as you're watching the film. Right. But, like, these kids learn nothing. Nope. Which actually I respect from a storytelling point of view. Because I was like, oh, is she, like, there was a point in the movie where I was like, I'm going to be equally as upset if this little girl has a change of heart and is suddenly great now. And if she learns nothing. And I was like, I'd almost rather she learns nothing because then at least you're sticking to your guns and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and, be, and then it reminds you at the very end, this is about Psycho Gorman. Like you yep. follow him out the door and like the parents, the parents don't learn anything. Uh, to address the parents who mean nothing in this film and they are actually the characters. I'm like, I don't understand any of your choices. It's a couple that makes no sense to me. But Correct. then again, when you look at them, you're like, yeah, but I know friends like that. But it didn't even give me that vibe because it wasn't like they were so different. Like they seemed fine at the beginning. I was like, this is 
this is a mother and father. And then out of nowhere in the middle of the film, it's like, you're a shitty father and get your shit and get out. Oh, it it turns on a fucking dime. Suddenly it goes from like zero to lifetime movie. Zero to lifetime movie too. And this is the choice I'm talking about that I don't understand where the mom is so done with everything that she agrees to become one of the like, she becomes a Templar to save her children. I guess is what I'm going to go with. (laughs) There's that moment where they accept Psycho Gorman into the family. And then suddenly we we have pity for the dad because the dad's like, why are you people insane? Yeah. There's no safe, and that's what's fun about this movie. There's no safe character to invest in outside <laughs> of Psycho Gorman. And Skeleton Tube Man. I, His uh, motives are clear, or their motives. Well, and, and Alistair. <laughs> Psycho Gorman is a great practical. His yeah. makeup, everything is real great. Well, and I think that's the thing that... Um, maybe sets this movie apart from just being like kind of janky cannibal the musical kind of vibe oh which is interesting because that was a trauma film and matt stone and trey parker their first gig was working for trauma interesting um so i think but the thing about those trauma movies is they're just as gooey and stupid and fun Mm -hmm. but like give them the kind of budget and like care that kostansky took to make this movie that's what Psycho Gorman's like. It's like, oh, wow. Somebody took the time to really fucking make this set and make these characters. I love that. The idea of like, look at how much time and effort I've put into this. Each and every one of them has like a fucking moment. I forget the one guy's name because he's basically one of the only two or three of them that talk that steals all the snacks. That's a great moment <laughs> for no good reason. Who's the snake person? And they, they all sound like this. <laughs> of course they do because the well, snake they person and there then you got and then that's where you meet skeleton tube the precious angel it is tube man <laughs> i i remember as we were watching as well everyone that we were watching with there were only four of us but we all immediately were like that guy with the tubes in his nose <laughs> so here's what's interesting if you go to imdb and you look up what the character's name are the skeleton guy his name is tube man so we were right yeah Oh, you knew that. I thought we were just making that up. Oh, no. I know I'm hilarious and very good. (laughs) There's also a guy in the movie um, who gets turned into like a haunted house decoration for eternity. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy's name? Chad. Aw. Boom. Take that notoriety. (laughs) He gets it the worst. That's when they they kill him and he explodes and his little mouth just goes, Thank you. Oh, if you're worried about this movie being gory, you should be, because it is just gore across the board. It's good gore, though. Yeah, solid gore. It's what you want. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's Kostansky's thing. So I looked up Stephen Kostansky. Stephen Kostansky, please come on our podcast. And he did that movie, The Void, back in 2016. Um, And it like the beginning of uh, the, yeah, when I started doing this podcast is when that movie came out. It's just me and a bunch of hunky boys. That's one of my favorite moments in the movie. Oh, actually, yeah, we didn't even talk about the hunky boys. I love that. <laughs> They're talking about looking at hunky boys. Yeah. And Psycho Gorman goes, I don't want to look at hunky boys, or do I? Yeah, and then he's like, I think I like hunk, or no, don't touch my hunky boy. <laughs> and I remember we yelled so loud that I think my neighbors called the police when that happened. Your neighbors called the police? That's <laughs> 
that's how good this movie was but it's so refreshing to see like crazy fucking out there shit physically realized and not cgi'd it's well that's one of the fun things that i think is so nostalgic about 70s and 80s horror is the practical effects and i think it's something that folks that don't love horror or kitsch uh just haven't learned to tap into yet and i think there's something you can relate to when you can tell it's a tangible thing yeah those tubes look like difficult to work with even though like in your brain you're like that's a puppet but i'm like yeah but if it wasn't (laughs) so if i were like hey jen i i hear about this movie psycho gorman should i see it yeah yes you should i don't know why you're asking me (laughs) are you saying that it um that it's a good time because time is important which means that it must be time for two minutes and 10 questions. Are you ready? No, you're not. Nobody is. Number one, why don't monsters eat ghosts? Mm, I don't know. Because they taste like sheet. Number two, are there, <laughs> are there any Halloween monsters that are really good at math? Uh, math man. Math. <laughs> I'm going for a Mothman thing. Yeah. Only if you count Dracula. Number three, what do Krakens eat at pubs with their pints? Semen? <laughs> and fish and chips. Number four, what is a monster's favorite Elizabethan drama? I don't know. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Number five, why is it safe to tell mummies secrets? Because daddy don't care. <laughs> Because they keep everything under wraps. Number six, where do ghost parents leave their kids when they go to work? Day scare. Yeah! Boom! Number seven, what can you find between Godzilla's toes? Toe jam. (laughs) Slow runners. Number eight, what did you... Oh, that's... (laughs) What do you call a South American monster with a cold? Chupacabra. Yeah! Two out of ten. Boom. Number nine. Where do monsters go to check their zodiac signs? No, I really want to get it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> and the horoscope. And number ten. Why won't you hear any more vampire puns? Uh, because we've drained the life out of them. Because <laughs> they suck. But two uh, out of ten. My personal best is three. You're pro. That's right. It would have been Young Einstein. Yeah, you got three on Young Einstein, which puts you in second place. Because high score right now is four out of ten. Okay. So you got, but you're like you're like climbing up, like when someone goes to arcade and puts their initials in for every uh-huh. score level they get. So we now you've have- got like third, second, and uh, third and second are you? Because you yeah. have two and three. Ooh. Thank I'm you. Impressed. I will be more impressed. It's, you know what? We haven't done this in a while, and I'm out of practice. <laughs> Special thanks to the Barrera Kudas for their kick-ass song, Promises, that's been with us all this time. Thank you to Jepson's Malort for being our sponsor and keeping the lights on. Thank you to Stephen Kostansky for creating Psycho Gorman and Manberg and the Vurid. Thank you to Jennifer Bancourt for, you know, jumping in the sidecar whenever I feel the need to go down these crazy-ass roads. And thank you to you for listening. Hey, Patreon is live. You're going to start hearing a bunch of shout-outs coming up pretty soon. You're going to get all jealous because you're like, oh, I want a shout-out. Well, get in here. Click the link, donate some money, and let's make this shit happen, man. Here we go. New adventure, new horizon. Oh, my head's all swimmy. Maybe I'll just take a break here. Watch that 
Snyder Cut of Justice League. <laughs> Just kidding. Frig off.